Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday. And I'm starting to feel it now. Wednesday's like that turning point where the week starts moving along here. We're like halfway through. I can um, I can start feeling I heard the promo there. We're going to have extended pregame coverage Sunday. I'll be at the link with Glenn Mack now and Hugh Douglas from 10 to 12 before the official pregame show. I guess it's going to be us. Then countdown to kickoff, then the pregame show, and then the game, 3 o'clock. I can't wait for Sundays. We know the what's the weather looking like for Sunday? Sunday we are looking at how cold? Upper 30s? I think we talked to Howard about this last night off the air because he's uh, was planning whether he's going to wear the coat or not. High, high of 50, low of 35? That's not too bad. I'll take that for the last weekend of January. Yeah, I, I'm in on that. Um, 50 degrees out there from 10 to 12. Can't wait uh, for the extended pregame show. All right, we'll get back to the phone lines in a minute here. And, I, and I, I'm curious where you're following this. If you think I'm being unfair to Jalen Hurts, I put, I'm putting the game on him on Sunday. It's just not a – I know it's a team game. We all recognize how football is won and lost. But I, I am putting this squarely on him. If Jalen Hurts plays like he has for the entirety of the season, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I truly believe that. The Niners can't come in here and beat them if Hurts plays the way we are accustomed because I think they will they will hold down Brock Purdy and take and get the ball away from him a couple times. But if Jalen Hurts struggles or Jalen Hurts, you know, has a tough day against a great defense, they can lose. And I think they probably would lose in that case. 215-592-9494. Agree, disagree. Uh, am I being unfair? Put this one on Jalen Hurts. All right. So we have that. And then we're going to play this for you because I, I think this is an interesting little subplot for Sunday. And just moving forward, it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, the Eagles have a lot of big-name, high-profile skill players, and they all want the football. They all want stats, right? That's the way these guys are. And that's and it's worked out great this year. They've played as a team. But A.J. Brown on Saturday, I thought it was noteworthy how – I'm trying to think of the, the right word – kind of demonstrative he was on the field, on the sideline. And I couldn't tell in the moment. Was he just upset because he didn't get the football? Was he hurt? You know, and, and frustrated because he got hurt. I mean, I think we've all seen athletes do that where they pull a hamstring or they tweak something. And they're like, ah, oh, not now. This is the biggest game of my life. This is the biggest, you know, month of my career. Not now. So I couldn't tell. But then after the game, Sirianni didn't hide it, that he was, you know, a competitor and he's a receiver and he wants the ball. And today, A.J. Brown didn't hide it. Here's what he had to say about everything we saw on Saturday night. It's just not nothing to worry about. Like I said, I'm focused on this week. Um, we, and um, I'm ready to go. No injury. I'm just ready to go. That's all y'all need to worry about. <laughs> it's all you need to worry about. He's ready to go. Um, he. My take on it is this. He was clearly frustrated, but he's not letting it linger. But I do think this, and we talked about it last night, Tucker, a little bit. I, I do think the Eagles and Jalen will make an effort to get him the football early on Sunday. I mean, that's been a big Nick Sirianni thing and something he's done the whole season, and you could probably look back at last year, although they didn't have the weapons necessarily to, to be demanding the ball like this. And I think if you look at the game plan, I mean, we talked about it so much last week that Dallas Goddard was going to be a big part against those Giants mm-hmm. linebackers and safeties over the middle being a main part of the passing game, and he was, right? He was one of the reasons why they built up that early lead uh, against New York, and I think against San Francisco, that kind of flips. Like, they have the best linebacking core in the NFL, and if you're going to beat them, you're going to beat them on deep shots. You're going to try and beat guys like Diamador Lenore, and you're going to line up A.J. Brown on the left side of the offense, and you're going to see if you can beat them deep two or three times. I think this is a game where both he and Devontae Smith are the Eagles' big 
biggest advantage on the offensive side of the ball. Well, think about it. The last couple of years, those are their biggest investments on the offense in terms of capital. I mean, they used a first-round pick and money, first and third-round pick and money to bring A.J. Brown in here. There's a first-round pick on Devontae Smith. Like, look, if we're going to, you know, go down with your best, you give the put the ball in the hands of your best. And I think that it should be the game plan. And I think this week we'll see a very focused and a very – I think we're going to see a very good A.J. Brown. I expect a big performance out of A.J. Brown on Sunday against the Niners. 215-592-9494. Bill is in Springfield. Bill's on WIP. Hey, Bill. Bill, we'll put you back on hold. I'm not, was, what do we think there? Is that a dog in the car? I hope it was him eating because that was my first thought. It could have been. But it sounded like he was eating the phone. Yeah, I mean, you get hungry, you get hungry. I don't to tell you. Um, yeah, that sounded, I mean, obviously it was in the car. You could hear that. You could hear us, so the, the background noise of the radio. I mean, those were some tremendous chomps, if that was Bill himself. I mean, enjoy whatever the, din- the dinner is, um, Bill. We won't get in the way. Mike's in Norristown. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? How hey, you doing? Good, Mike. What are you thinking tonight? I totally agree with you, man. Um, I think that it ain't, um, it has to be on Jalen. I agree. It he has to play his best game for us to win, and it comes down to the quarterbacks. And I think the reason that Dallas lost to San Fran was because of Dak. They had two turnovers in the red zone. If he don't make them turnovers, they would have beat San Fran. I think they they should have won. Yeah, the so game was the, the game. Down. Mike was there for the taking. I mean, they only and yeah. Dallas only lost by a touchdown anyway. Then even yeah. even with Dak throwing two picks. Yeah, if he didn't throw them two picks, that could have been in ten points, which they could have won the game. It comes down to who turns the ball over less. So it definitely comes down to that. And he's our guy, man. He got us here, and he's going to take us there. I think that he's going to do some quarterback. He's going to have some rushes. He's going to get some. He's going to get some positive. He's going to have some positive runs for us. He might. I think he's going to run for like 75, 80 yards for us. I you know, Mike. I, I think you're on to something. I was thinking about this last night, Mike. You know, and I appreciate the phone call. So you think about the Niners' defense. Right, Tiger just mentioned they're susceptible down, deep passes down the field, especially on the left side. But down the field, you could throw the ball on them on the outside. Uh, that's where they're susceptible. They're they're great against the run. I, I know everyone's going to be smashing their hand against the table saying, run the ball on Sunday. I don't, I don't know if the run game's going to work much. Even with the Eagles' offensive line, I, I'm not sure the the run game, the, the traditional run game, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, I'm not sure how much they're getting there. I mean, if they, if they can average – Close to four yards a carry, I would ta- I would sign up right now for that. I, I don't think they're going to run the ball anywhere close to the way they were able to run it against the Giants. I just I I think the Niners are just too sound and too good against the run. So you can't really run it on them. They have a great pass rush. You could throw it down the field, and you can't throw it over the middle. They are incredible over the middle with those two linebackers, Dre Greenlaw and and Fred Warner. Those guys are unbelievable. It's like a Philadelphia dream. To have linebackers like that. Those guys are ridiculous. The one play on Sunday where Warner was flying down the field covering CeeDee Lamb out of the slot. That's just nuts. So it's I think it's going to be a challenge for Jalen Hurts to, to throw the ball over the middle, which he improved at this year, and they do it more. But that might not be the best way to do it this week. I do think Jalen Hurts' legs are going to be a big part of this game. Now, last week he showed he's willing. He did it. I don't. I didn't think it was a gigantic part of the game plan, but they did it enough. I think it's going to have to be a bigger part of the game plan because if it's tight coverage over the middle, 
I could see Hurts saying, my my best shot here to convert a first down is to scramble and to try to get five or six. And and that could add up. It would not surprise me at all if Jalen Hurts runs for 50, 60, 70 yards in this game. I, I think those are all big possibilities, and, and they might need him to to move the chains, to stay on the field, to convert first downs. And I'm totally okay with that. Brandon is up on WIP. Hey, Brandon. Joe, I wanted to also echo that last caller and agree with you, but uh, just kind of to go deeper with it. Whether it's fair or not, in these these two levels, the uh, NFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, the quarterback's legacy is defined. Yep. It 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 just is. And kinda of, and sort of that's where it begins. That's where it ends. Donovan McNabb, you mentioned him earlier, but I'd like to go deeper with that. He had not great weapons. Uh, but I'm also encouraged with the progress Jalen's made this year and the reads he's made but let's not fool ourselves. He's going to get up against a defense. He hasn't played yet this year. The closest one that he's played was the Dallas Cowboys when they were number one in the league mm-hmm. in week number six, and they put up 26 points. I like the decisions he makes, the fakes, the running backs. I agree they're not going to be able to run the ball, but I don't want to see them uh, give up on the, the running backs I think they could be involved in other ways, maybe wheel routes, other ways in the game, to not just have the 49ers tee off uh, when uh, when Jalen runs or, or the receivers downfield. I, I think the Eagles are going to have to find creative ways to outthink D'Amico Ryans, which is going to be very tough to do. But they've done this coaching staff and this quarterback. It's their moment to really prove that they where they've come from. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, and Brandon, it's what you said is the absolute truth about quarterbacks. Whether whether it's fair or not, it's how this works. I mean, it, it's you know, last year, just use Joe Burrow for an example, because he's in the same timeline as Jalen, same draft class. You know, he had a nice postseason, but it, it went to a different level when they won the AFC Championship game, like that. That put him on a different stratosphere, and and the same could happen for Jalen Hurts. They get to the Super Bowl, he's in a different class now. Right. One other thought before I let you go, and that is I liked what the Eagles did with Dallas in that week 5-6 matchup. They made Micah Parsons think rather than move forward all the time. And if they can do that with Nick Bosa, I believe they didn't cover Micah Parsons, but but they made him move laterally, choose what to do in a split second, which isn't his game. So if the Eagles can do that, I think it'll it'll bode well. But also then if if Jalen can make the right reads, I'm I'm actually very encouraged that that we played in a tough division and that that he t- simply is learning how to make good reads defensive against defenses. So we're I'm very hopeful. Yeah, I am too, and I and I trust him, Brandon. Appreciate the phone call. I don't think the moment's going to get to him. To go back to the Donovan thing for a second. Because uh, I, I made the comparison earlier that you know th- this this is the moment. This, these are the games, championship games, Super Bowls that separate good from great. It, it's where the best quarterbacks jump their legacy, and the ones that are are good but can't get over the something they, they can't do it. And I, I look at Donovan McNabb like Donovan had some really good playoff games. His overall playoff, you know, you look at all those games. Uh, Donovan actually played 16 career playoff games. 
He won nine. He lost seven. A lot of his numbers are pretty similar to the regular season. Um, maybe some more interceptions than normal, but his completion percentage was kind of normal compared to where it normally was during the regular season. But it is interesting when you look at it. Obviously, there was one Super Bowl he played in, so those numbers are those numbers. But there's a major line of demarcation for Donovan in the first and second round of the playoffs compared to the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's just it's stark. I mean, you look at some of his numbers here. You know, in this first playoff game, 72% completion, 90.6 passer rating. The next year they win two playoff games, 64%, 65%, four touchdowns, passer rating in the 90s. Title game against the Rams, 18-30, 171, one touchdown, one pick. They score only eight, they score only, uh, score 24 points, um, 73.1 passer rating. Next year, NFC title game, the Tampa game here, 53% completion. Zero intercept, zero touchdowns, one pick, 58.5% completion. Next year against Carolina, 10 of 20, I know he's playing with the rib injury, 10 of 22, 45% completion, 100 yards passing, no touchdowns, three picks. And I, and I also realized that the receivers, it, that was the point, the tipping point, and then they got T.O. the next year. But he played bad in those games. And even if you just want to look at it as simply as possible and look at their win-loss record, I know it comes up a lot, but he was, what, 9-7 and seven in the playoffs, he said? 8-3 and three when you don't include the NFC title game? Elite. That's good. If you win, you know, 8 of 11 playoff games, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, this is, the, this is always the part of the playoffs where – we usually weed out the teams that don't really belong. Like the, the Cinderella's, the teams, like the Giants. Like that, I, that's why I said all week last week, there's no way the New York Giants are playing in the NFC Championship game this year. We're just going to weed them out last round. Now there's no teams that don't belong. These are the four best teams in football. Probably the Bills were the fifth best team, but you know they, they showed their cracks the last few weeks or so. But these are the four best teams. Like now you, there's no, you, you can't get by just playing okay. I'm putting this game on Jalen Hurts. He's the best player on this team. He's the most important player on this team. He's the MVP candidate, and he's a guy that's got to play his best game for the Eagles to advance this through bowl. 215-592-9494. Also, we'll trust the pregame here, which is delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW Energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. So the Sixers and the Nets tonight, it does sound like Joel Embiid is good to go. All right, I got a thumbs up for Tucker. Joel Embiid, as usual, is a game-time decision. He's been that, uh, I mean, I've lost count of how many times over the years. So he's a game-time decision, but he's in. Joel is going to play in this game, which does give us way more theater for this game than normal. Um, And Ben Simmons is back. I I wonder, will the vitriol in the building be what it was last year? Do people care? I mean, I'm not saying this town is softened on on Ben like, you know, let's say like a certain certain person that we have in here from six to seven twice a week. But do do people is it gonna be the same or is it gonna be a little more tepid tonight than last year? I'm just excited and beaten Simmons will be on the court for the first time together. Yes. Right? Because even though Simmons did play here earlier in the season, right? But MB didn't play. That's right. And then obviously when they came last year, Simmons didn't play and MB did. It's the first time that these two guys will do it. Will it live up to the hype? Probably not. I'm sure they'll shake hands before the game and won't ever really be near each other throughout the game. But I'm excited to see that more than anything else. So here's my wonder on this. Will Joel 
give the crowd what it wants. And I'm not saying he's going to intentionally hurt Ben Simmons or anything, anything like that. I, I don't think that would happen. But if Ben's going to the basket, and Ben probably will shy away from the basket if Joel is near it. But if Ben is going to the basket, will Joel give him a little foul? Like, will Joel? Because I mean, that's the ultimate showmanship here, right? Like, if you could pick one thing you want watching Ben Simmons here in Philadelphia, you want him, one, number one, to go to the line because he's going to miss the shots. But two, like, a, a purpose foul. Like, I, I mean, like a, an old school hard foul. Again, no one's looking to get anybody hurt here, but. Will, would Joel deliver on that, or is it just going to be smiles and giggles and we play basketball? I hope he does. And I'm, obviously, I don't hope he fouls Ben Simmons, but a block, a chase down, something, something of that nature. Like that. Yeah. I think that's the only way they clap. Like, I don't know if he'll dunk over Ben Simmons. I don't know if Simmons will be in that situation, but it would be interesting. You look at Ben Simmons' number, he's averaging five points per game over the last month. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be near the basket much. Put up P.J. Tucker numbers. Yeah, and that's the play. I mean, he's obviously become an ultimate role player. And, that, and now tonight, as far as the game itself, no Durant. He's still a couple weeks away. That does take some of the juice away. Because I, I, I think we are – I mean, we're trending towards these two teams having a real chance to play each other in the postseason this year. So right now, Eastern Conference – the Sixers are the two seed, and Brooklyn is the four seed, but only by a half game over Milwaukee. Like I, I think there's a real chance these two teams could end up in the same quadrant, could end up playing each other in the second round of playoffs, which would be that would be awesome. Like imagine a playoff series, seven games, and Simmons on one side, Kyrie, Durant, and then I just think it'd be great to see. And then the other part about tonight that's uh, it's it's a big game. I mean, the Sixers are trying to continue to play great basketball, which they have. They're eight and two in their last ten. They swept the road trip. I mean, they. it's funny. The Sixers flew under the radar in a good way for them in late October, early November. Remember when the Sixers were terrible early in the season and no one paid attention because we were swept up in an undefeated Eagles season and a Phillies World Series trip? So that, that flew under the radar. You know what else is flying under the radar now? How well the Sixers have played because of an Eagles playoff run, an Eagles season, and you know, maybe a trip to the Super Bowl coming up by Sunday so it's funny, the whole Sixers season in a weird way has flown under the radar. The bad and the good, they're playing really good bad. They swept the road trip out west. When did, that hasn't ever happened. And and some of those games were not against bad teams. Like Clippers and, and, and Lakers are average. You know, the, the Jazz are not very good. But at the end, like, they beat the Kings on Saturday. They beat the Kings without two of their best players. Like, that was a heck of a win. Yeah, and they obviously have tougher games coming up. They have the Nets tonight. They have the Nuggets on Saturday. Yeah, the schedule's going to get tough. games against Boston down the line here, but they're stacking wings to the point where they're only two games behind Boston in the loss column right now. I mean, what they've done, being able to stack these wins, and I feel like we had a similar conversation around this time last year when the Sixers got hot right before the Harden trade. I know they haven't played a lot of decent teams, but you're taking care of business, right? The same way the Eagles took care of business against bad teams like the Texans and the Colts. Say the same thing about the Sixers when they went and played, you know, Oklahoma City or, you know, Detroit or you know, Portland, Sacramento, whoever it may be, they're winning games they're supposed to win, and as of right now, they're the hottest team in basketball. Yeah, they they are. They're playing really well. Tonight is a game without Durant. They You feel like they should win and beat in Durant, and obviously not in because he's injured. Sixers and the Nets, it should be a fun one, and the Sixers try to continue to matriculate up the top of the Eastern Conference. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. Are a lot to get into here. Am I being fair? Yes or no to Jalen Hurts by pinning this game on him. I believe this game will be won or lost on Jalen Hurts and how he plays. If he plays like himself, if he plays like we have become accustomed to this year, the MVP candidate, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. 
If Jalen Hurts struggles, turns the ball over, gives Brock Purdy easy short fields, the Niners are going to raise that trophy, and it's going to be a bitter disappointment. This game is on Jalen Hurts. Agree, disagree. 215-592-9494. We'll come back your calls, and we'll dive into this whole snub thing with Nick Sirianni. A lot of people believe Nick Sirianni was snubbed in a chance to win coach of the year. We'll dive into that. And you got to hear what Debo Samuel had to say about the Eagles, about the link, and about the loudest crowd out, not here, but in San Francisco. That's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.